You're listening to All About Skills, where we discuss the eight critical skills you need to succeed and how CEOs, placement directors, executive recruiters, and career-minded individuals utilize them to propel themselves to a higher level of understanding and achievement. Get ready to learn, master, and excel with your host, Charlie Jett. Thank you, Anne, and welcome to All About Skills. This is a weekly series of programs about the skills that your children and grandchildren will need, skills that you need to get ahead in your career, and those that we all need to function effectively for our constitutional republic to survive. My name is Charlie Jett, and I'm coming to you from our studio high above the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in beautiful downtown Chicago. Now, in the last program, I talked about the challenges facing young people in the future, the brave new world, and the fact that critical skills are important now and will become even more important in this uncertain future. This week, I'm going to talk directly to parents and make some suggestions that they can follow to ensure that their children are equipped to function effectively in the years ahead. This is episode number 14, and as I said, it's for parents. So let's get started. This is a program about critical skills. It's not a program about politics, nor is it intended to present any sort of argument for or against any sort of political belief. It's also not a program about morals and ethics. Those kinds of things are best learned at home. Now, all parents want their children to grow up as responsible citizens and to have a life as good as or even better than their own. And to supplement what parents are doing to achieve this goal, this particular episode offers some advice about the teaching and learning of critical skills. Now, in the introduction, I outlined the source of and gave some detailed descriptions of the critical skills. And a parent should at least have, have listened to or reviewed that episode in order to put this advice into its proper context. With that being accomplished, the advice is simply this. Do what you can do at home to help your children learn, practice, and master the critical skills. The most important of the critical skills that enables an individual to succeed is the communication skill. Accordingly, parents should do what they can do to stimulate discussion and conversation at home about substantive topics of interest to the family. This means, as a strong suggestion, leaving the TV off during mealtimes and using the mealtime occasion to generate conversation. It means that when traveling on long trips together, engaging the children in conversation rather than giving them substitutes such as their iPhones or video games, DVDs, and the like. Converse with your children about current events in the world and what those events mean. Converse with them about the dangers of doing drugs as a substitute for reality. John F. Kennedy's family had a very structured dinner uh, protocol. His father, Joseph P. Kennedy, would often set a topic for discussion and the children were expected to be able to make substantive comments about the topic over dinner. There would be charts and maps on often occasions on which the children were expected to be knowledgeable. This might be taking the dinner conversation to an extreme, 
but it is one example of a family taking the concept seriously. Take children to places that have meaning and talk with them about what they are seeing. This means, of course, probably limiting your visits to maybe a maximum of one to such artificial environments as theme parks and the fantasy world of Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and their make-believe friends. Disney has its entertainment value, but it's not reality, and it's no place to help young people formulate a concept of the real world. The real world is far more interesting. It's an interesting place, and they should learn all about it. Now, schools have excellent resources that are available to help children learn, practice, and manage the communication skill. Reading, writing, listening, and speaking are skills that can be practiced in every course offered. Given the importance of the communication skill, it seems odd that at least one course in speech is not a graduation requirement. Instill in children the concept of accuracy and truth when information is involved. We live in a world of illusions these days, and such things as advertising are targeted toward young people to influence their beliefs in order to convince them to buy a certain product or to behave in a certain way. Young people become adept at using the computer at a very early age and have access to the confusing world of information overload. Teach them to question the validity of what they have read and the importance of accuracy of information. Such accuracy is mandatory as a prerequisite for critical thinking. Uh, here we are at critical thinking. Critical thinking is a hot topic these days, and by far the majority of people think that critical thinking is an important skill to learn in order to become a productive citizen and to be successful in life. Critical thinking is the process of developing findings and conclusions from accurate and or true information and then developing recommendations or deciding what to do based on that process. Some people don't support critical thinking as an important skill to be learned and mastered by children. The alternative, I guess, seems to be not to think at all or non-critical thinking, both of which in my judgment have little or no value. Non-critical thinking enables you to draw whatever conclusion you want based on any sort of information or rumor, right or wrong, that you might run across. The practical value of non-critical thinking totally escapes me and not thinking at all reduces a person to little more than something like a sheep or a lemming headed for a cliff. Non-critical thinkers are the ideal audience for such people as Joseph Goebbels, who mastered the art of propaganda and helped lead the German people to their doom in the Second World War. Such a thing, by the way, could happen again. Parents should encourage and even assist children with the production skill, turning ideas into reality. This can be as simple as looking at a model airplane and then building it, or creating a soapbox derby car and entering it into a race and hopefully winning. Auditioning for and participating in a theatrical or musical performance at an early age teaches children that their ideas can be turned into reality, and that's the skill. Children can also learn what it takes to become world-class. The children's chorus, Anima, formerly known as the Glen Ellen Children's Chorus, is an excellent, excellent example. Generally, any group of children can be taught to sing, as one can easily witness in any elementary or middle school. 
Though co-founder of the Glen Ellen Children's Chorus, Barbara Bourne, and later her successor, the renowned choral director Doreen Rao, demonstrated that the same group of children could focus and work hard to produce a world-class sound. With a little practice, any group of children can sound fine, but in order to reach the world-class level, it takes months and even years of practice to raise the level to good or to world-class. Interestingly, this is the same sort of principle that is applied to power in nuclear submarines. 50% power will enable a submarine to reach about 75% of its maximum speed. But to get 100% speed, it takes another full 50% of reactor power. Going from good to world-class takes the same amount of effort. The last 25% is always the hardest. Children always come up with wonderful and creative ideas, and they should be taught that they can make those dreams come true. The old saying, you can do anything you set your mind to do, ought to be something that children learn at an early age. Children start learning their interpersonal skills at the pre-kindergarten level. Throughout school, they are taught to work together in groups, not only in classes, but in extracurricular activities, music, and team sports. Parents should encourage their children to be active in such extracurricular activities. This is where being recognized as a team player and having value as a member of a team begins. The skill will benefit them throughout their lives. Children start learning the technology skill at an early age. Probably too early for some of us. Personally, my grandfather was instrumental in teaching me technology when I was only seven or eight years old. He taught me how to drive a Jeep. Yes, it's true that I grew up on a ranch where driving a Jeep on the open prairie was relatively harmless, but he taught me how to steer and use the clutch and brake. He allowed me to drive the Jeep only in low gear though, so we never went any faster than about five miles an hour. Later on during elementary school, my parents gave me a Gilbert Erector set that enabled me to build all sorts of mechanical things like a parachute jump, a ferris wheel, a, a sophisticated lifting bridge, that sort of thing. They also gave me a Gilbert chemistry set that enabled me to conduct all sorts of simple experiments, including the hydrolysis of water, and even creating a rotten egg smell with sulfuric acid and iron oxide. And I could tell you they weren't too pleased about that. At the child level, my seven-year-old grandson worked on an independent school project to build a demonstration that shows how submarines work. He was very excited about this, and it was a pleasure talking with him about how to demonstrate the principles behind a submarine's ability to submerge and surface. He understood these principles completely. I even sent him a book about nuclear submarine operations, which I'm sure he has not yet read, but he will read it eventually, I hope. Now the point is that parents can teach their children many things about technology these days in a far more sophisticated manner than I experienced as a child. Children learn technology from operating their computers, their iPhones, and even their TVs, where some installations have three or more controllers to operate. In teaching technology to children, parents should not only teach them what to do, but if they can, why it works. 
This promotes a at least a level of curiosity with the children, if not actual understanding. Finally, the time management skill can best be taught by parents when they apply it to students' homework. Not only should they ensure that students are actually doing their homework rather than secretly playing video games, but they should help the students budget their time, the time available to ensure that appropriate attention is spent on each subject for which the homework is due. Now in summary, parents can play a major role in helping their children, helping them learn the critical skills, simply by engaging them appropriately. Well, I hope that you, if you're a parent, will take the suggestions that I've made seriously. Your children will need to be equipped with these skills as they face the future. Now in episode number 15 next week, we'll discuss how the critical skills may be assessed. And here's a spoiler. They are not assessed by standardized tests or multiple choice questions. So in the meantime, give some thought to these critical skills. Again, they are communications, production, information, analysis, technology, interpersonal, time management, and continuous education. My name is Charlie Jett, and I thank you all for joining me as we continue on our journey that is all about skills. Thank you for listening to this episode of All About Skills. To learn more information about the critical skills, be sure to visit itsallaboutskills.com for access to resources like blogs, field studies, published books, and more about how to learn, how to use, and how to teach this important content. That's exclusively available on itsallaboutskills.com. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode so we can continue to help you learn, master, and excel by using critical skills right here on All About Skills.